Hey, sports fans, and welcome to one of my favorite things we do on our podcast feed every year, the MLB Roundtable Discussion. Um, So this is generally based around the Blue Jays because that's sort of our home team. Um, But this year we're mixing it up a little bit. We have our regular panelists, Mackenzie Longprey and Melissa Wright, who are always here with us to discuss the Blue Jays and the MLB at large. But we also brought in an enemy correspondent this year in the form of Christopher Bemke, who is a lifelong Yankees fan. Fan, though his knowledge of the MLB as a whole is sort of why we wanted him here. One, it's kind of fun to have a, a, an enemy in the in the hen house a little bit, but mostly he really knows his stuff, and he too is very excited about the Blue Jays this year. So it was fun to bring him into the fold. Um, so that's pretty much all I have to tell you to preview this. The season is already well underway, so let's just get this thing up and out and into your ears. So. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about our panelists. Just um, They will introduce themselves as we start the podcast, um, but we did not get to introduce their social media handles, so I want to give those here at the top so that you can follow them if you want because they're all such wonderful and interesting people, and you will absolutely want to follow them after hearing everything they have to say about the MLB this season. Um, so you can find Chris at BomberBemke on Twitter. Uh, Melissa is the right Melissa on Instagram and confusingly the right Mel on Twitter, we think. Um, and then Mac is just at Mac Longprey on Instagram and you can also find him on Bandcamp. So uh, check them all out. We are, of course, at my ent world, my ENT world on all platforms. And uh, that's all you really need to know. I hope you enjoy our roundtable because it's I just enjoy I love having these every year. It's been a fun thing to anchor our coverage. So I hope you enjoy and go Jays. Okay, so let's just jump in. We're going to go around the horn and uh, introduce ourselves. We're going to start with uh, Mac. Me? Okay. Um, I'm Mac Longprey. I am a drummer. I live in Toronto. I am a Blue Jay fan. I desperately love baseball. So much of my happiness is dependent upon the athletic performance of people now 10 years younger than me which is horrible yes. they yes. used to be older than me remember when baseball players were older than you yes now they're not and now they're children and you're do you call them kids them. now oh god i no, i don't i think i'm still conditioned i'm like look at these adults look at these grown-up people <laughs> of which i am not one and here they are Mac, baseball. if I ever talk to you about baseball and you refer to them as a grown-up people, <laughs> I love these nine grown-up people yeah. <laughs> playing wearing, sports ball. Yeah, wearing ridiculous outfits, wearing pajamas. Uh, yes, and I think honestly, I think uh, drummer Toronto uh, Blue Jay fan uh, desperately love baseball is basically all there is to know about me. So that's me. All right, Melissa. Uh, hi, uh, Melissa Wright. I live in Toronto. I am a business analyst, which is super fun, but more fun. I am a theater producer. If I ever get to do that again, I'm still gonna, you know, put those vibes out into the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am a Toronto Blue Jay fan, have been since I was a little girl going with, uh, with my dad to games. My dad is now an usher at the Rogers Center, actually. Oh my God. Holding out hope. He's done it for like four or five years now and he's holding out hope that he gets to see some playoff baseball this year, which is adorable and my 70 plus year old uh, uh, father to, to be doing. Um, and yeah, I was at the game yesterday and I like cried. I was excited. I was overwhelmed. I was also like put masks on. It was a whole bunch of range of emotions and uh, it felt really, really good to be back at a, at a baseball stadium in April. So 
So then this year we're doing something slightly different. We usually have a bunch of Blue Jays fans all come together to do this, but this year we have a correspondent from Enemy Lines. Uh, so Christopher Bemp, you want to call myself? I call myself the resident pinata for the day. I'm like, I'm just going to show up as me Blue Jays fans taking other baseball bats and just like beating the shit out of me. And if that's if that's my job, so be it. I I know when I walk into a room wearing Yankees cap, I understand my role, and I, I just have to accept that along with everything else that it is to be a Yankees fan. So graciously, thank you for having me aboard to just field your punches for the day. Uh, so my name is Chris Bemke. I am actually here in New York, New York right now, although I'm living in Queens. Um, strange, though, how many Yankees fans you will see in Queens, even though, you know. Uh, I was actually at opening day Yankee Red Sox like two days ago, and I will be Thanks. at the Blue Jays game this Thursday, as a matter of fact, with my oh, parents. So fun. I'm grateful to we have it back. We made it. I wasn't sure if they were going to be playing before May with how that was going. So if they're going to give it to me and if it's not like 30 degrees outside, like, great, let's do this. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. I'm a huge Yankees fan. I grew up with like the nineties Yankees. My mom was a big Yankees fan. Uh, and back in the world before everyone had like their own regional sports network. Like now you get yes network. If you're in the area, you can watch every game. But at least when I was a kid, like the only games you would get would be national TV games you know, really for the most part, or just like the odd game that you'd have on. So you just like, like the team that is on, you know, and mm -hmm. gratefully when I was very young, they were in the postseason a lot. So those games would be on and my mom would just be so into it. So I'd be like, I don't know what this is, but my mom likes it. So let's see what this is about, you know? Uh, and back before you had any context on history, you know, uh, you were just like, it's a, it was a very easy team to fall in love with. Gordon Williams was my guy and Chuck Knobloch. I have like a strange soft spot for Chuck Knobloch. I love that strange man. Uh, and I've been suffering ever since I met Kelly actually in Boston. And she was like, why is this person so intensely Yankees fan in this place that like, they it's just are being abused every day. Yeah. Like, because why Why are you doing this to yourself? Bemke has a personal policy that every day that the Yankees are in the playoffs, he wears his Yankee garb. Oh, and no, not just the playoffs. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> my freshman year, my freshman year, from the day pitchers and catchers showed up in, what, end of February, through four days after they were eliminated from the postseason. Four days, one... <laughs> for each for penance for each loss that they suffered in the ALCS that year. I wore Yankee stuff head to toe every single day. That was seven and a half months. Every single day. I'm talking about like shirt, jersey, jacket, watch, bracelet, oh, necklace. Do you have enough to cover that or were you doing uh, yes. like every yeah. oh, single day? No, 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 no. No, here's what's amazing. I could go for over a month and not have to do laundry and I would be totally oh, good. Like I I was I insane. thought I was bad. People like like literally I made it easy. I I just distilled my entire personality into that one interest for that period of time. It was, it was extreme. Admittedly, it was very extreme. Especially still, when you factor in the fact that our campus is like at Fenway. I lived, I, and I lived on Bay State Road. I lived two blocks from Fenway Park, like for four <laughs> years. Like, you must have been egged all the time. Uh, literally egged, literally yeah. like riding back from the library at 2 a.m. People are throwing eggs at me out of their car. And I'm like, who is riding around at 2 a.m. with eggs? Like, what is oh, going on? Bad. And also, if you have them, it's probably because you were just buying them for tomorrow. And instead, you're like, all right, fuck it. This Yankee fan is here, so we don't need <laughs> breakfast. Eggs, batteries, full Dunkin' Donuts drinks. Like, just not even what I'm saying. Just like walking down the street, going to class, but I've got a Yankees jacket on. And suddenly, you get hit with a battery from like a car. It was like... 
I know. Uh, um, it's wild. Chris, you and I talked about this when we when we met, and Kelly knows this about me. Melissa, I don't know if you know, but I am a reformed Yankee fan because I grew I up. I think I might have. Yeah. Oh, Green. I had forgotten Chris, this about you. My favorite baseball player of all time is Bernie Williams. Oh, and, yes, my um, fucking guy. I grew up in New York as well, or just outside of New York City. And Bernie Williams, I, who is also a brilliant musician, as you well know, who's won a Latin Grammy, who has an entire second career in music, which is a friend amazing. Of mine, a friend of mine attended Manhattan School of Music with him. Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? I remember when he was going to get his degree. <laughs> one, I was like, hell yeah, you graduate, like you finish your baseball career and you don't have to do anything. And instead you're going to go back and get like a master's degree in music. Like how sick is that? Two, can you imagine just being a music student and walking in and like Bernie Williams is sitting old, in the desk next guy. to you to just talk <laughs> about like, I don't know, chord he, progressions. Like what? Right yeah. Well, what one thing I will say is that now I'm reformed. I've I've seen the light. Welcome yeah. to the 90s side. Yankees are so far away from from like as soon as I moved, it took a couple of years. But then I was like, oh, these I kept liking the Yankees even when I was in Toronto. Um, but then everyone, you know, Bernie retired eventually, and all the other Pino left, and uh, you know, Scott Brocious retired. Everyone who was like likable was no longer on the team. And I was like, oh god, all the people that I liked as a kid are gone. Yeah, you fall in love with people. You fall in love with stories. Yeah, I know. And nobody can like that guy. So no, even Yankee fans didn't like that guy. Yeah. So I went, I went full Blue Jay fan, and I've never looked back. But the one thing that I cannot do as a Blue Jay fan, and only be out of superstition, I keep trying. Um, I never wear their garb. I have all the really, jerseys, but they oh. lose every time I wear their shit. They lose. So I'm like, I oh, can't, I can't this it. is yeah, Any- this is like the the dark deal that you've had to make is like, oh. all right, so. You can swear off the devil, but like the devil is forever inside you. And if you try and cloak yourself (laughs) in like the angelic uh, garb of of the Blue Jays, you spoil it for everyone. You're like a curse. You you, you will blight them yourself because of the devil inside your heart. Exactly. Like I'm bringing, I'm I'm, I'm like a secret agent or something. Yeah. A wolf in sheep's clothing or whatever. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm I'm sure... Kelly and Melissa are grateful that you uh, <laughs> restrain yourself for their sake sometimes. But yeah. like superstitions like that. So like I've been to the home opener, I, I don't know, every year for the last blah, like a lot. Couldn't go on Friday because like everything moved and I had a different event that I had tickets for on Friday night and they won. And it's the first time they've won the home opener since like 2011, which you I'm not going to say is the first time I it's went, 100% but yours. like it's kind of close. Yeah. So I was like, I now can't go to the home. I can't go to home. But I literally was like, okay. My mom was like, that seems aggressive. I was like, no, that's, that's accurate. It's just the way. This is my cross to bear. Yes. For for the communal good. Yeah. As long as we keep winning, I will never (laughs) go to home. I mean, maybe not talk to me in a year, but. Sure. You ever think about that where you're like, if you turn the channel or you turn away or do something and then you come back and the Blue Jays are up and they're like, oh, it's because I wasn't watching. Then you think like, oh shit. Well, I guess. I just can't watch the Blue Jays anymore. <laughs> or not necessarily, but that game. Like if they're winning huh. and then you turn it on and things start to go south, I'm like, I was not meant to watch this game. Like yeah. I have to just turn back away. Yeah. yeah. Like turn it off and just There's be like, so okay. much of sports fandom and then we'll, we'll just start like again. certified insanity. <laughs> 100%. It's just a group of people collectively being insane together, but because they're all insane in the same way, you sort of look at each other and you're like, no, oh, that's not insane. Cause I'm like that too. You know, if yeah. you have enough people who are insane in the same way, it no longer appears like sanity, even when it objectively is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's being a baseball fan. 
50,000 people all doing the same thing. Yeah, same yeah, yeah. all experiencing yes. collective like <laughs> cultural insanity together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's just jump into the 2022 season. What are you guys most excited about seeing? Uh, are you expecting the Blue Jays to go the whole way or be a letdown? Let's start with Melissa. Uh, what am I most excited for? I'm honestly, I'm most excited for baseball in Toronto from now until the end of the year. Uh, that was really hard to like baseball for me is a lot of in person, the crowd, the ambience of the space, the, you know, how it sounds, not even just how it looks. So lacking that over the last couple of years, um, I, I don't think I realized how much I missed it. So that honestly is just the fact that we're here is what I'm most excited for. Um, in terms of what I think the Jays are going to do, I, I don't know. All I know is I'm excited. They could be amazing if they stay humble. I think that's going to be a big thing is, you know, you got a lot of fantastic people on that team. I don't think anybody like feel like, like this is the first time like MLB pundits from America are maybe actually saying like, okay, maybe we do need to pay attention to the Jays this year. But I think if we can keep everybody humble and they keep a lot of the like fun attitudes they have, I think we have the potential to to make this a special year. I, I won't put a, a time frame or I won't put anything on it after a jinx. But I just think like it, it could be something that's amazing if we can keep healthy, if we can keep having fun. And um, if we keep having four home runs in a game, like what was that yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, that that will be my soft casual prediction i guess i don't know Mac? um i think i am also most excited about just having baseball because it was a little touch and go there for a bit um i am excited because i've told a lot of friends i'm like i think my favorite baseball teams i think my favorite baseball team of all time would be the 98 or 99 Yankees. I'm like, okay, those teams are the, those are the greatest. Even, even non-Yankee fans were like, these are great people and wonderful players. And they really play in like nice looking baseball. I always said that those were my favorite teams, but I actually think last year's Blue Jays teams, uh, Blue Jay team eclipsed those teams for me. And this wow. year's team, this year's team is even, I think has the possibility of being even better. They just love each other so much. And they like, they hug and they celebrate and they dance and they have the home run jacket. Like they're so full of personality and they're really like, they're obviously really good. Uh, they're really exciting. They're super fun. I don't know. Uh, there's just, a, I love all of these players. There's not a, now that they've gotten rid of Randall Gritchick. There's not a single player in that team. <laughs> I don't, I, that, that I could say I dislike. He always like, killed the Yankees. I'll tell you that. He did. He yeah, was he the did. Yankee murderer. That's true. It's the only time that he would ever be good. But on those days, he'd be great. That's right. Games I, and I, I'm, I'm so I'm like, ah, oh, I love all of these players. I really do. I, I care about all of them. And I hope that they all are do well uh, for the team and for us, but also like for them personally. I'm like super invested them as, in them as people, I think. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I would say, um, Melissa, I don't know if you remember this, but the, only, the, the last time American media paid attention to the Blue Jays before the season was 2013. 
And so any oh. of my optimism has always been tempered by like, oh, but remember 2013, which was like maybe the worst year in Blue Jay history. Yeah, I was like, why that? I thought you were going to say 15 or 16. And I was like, oh, okay. they were they were kind of sneaky in 2015. I don't think any people yeah. were paying too much attention to them because 2013 was such a huge deal when they got Mark Burley and R.A. Dickey and oh, Rhea, yeah. uh, Josh Johnson and all these guys. And they were like, oh, my God, they, they are Las Vegas favorites to win the World Series. And now this is the <laughs> next <laughs> that's happened. And I, I think everybody's like, oh, don't talk about it. Because yeah. remember what happened last time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I am cautiously optimistic. So, Chris, we're going to give you a chance to talk about the Yankees in a couple of minutes. Uh, in the, uh, I have, I have questions. Uh, mute have questions How do I mute him? In the meantime, tell me what you think of the Jays this year. Well, what I find so delightful <laughs> is that you're all, like, so afraid to be excited that they could actually be great. Like, I feel like yeah. everyone, everyone in New York is just like, oh, yeah, the Blue Jays are the best team. Of course they are. You know what I mean? And, no, and no, nobody nobody's like holding back everyone's just like oh yeah they're good like they it's weird that they had such a fluky season last year that they had like what like the fourth best run differential in the league and they underperformed their like pythagorean record by like 10 games but they're, you're <laughs> like well they're not going to do that again and then they arguably got better like oh, they should be running away with the division and every single one of you is like don't say it too loudly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's but like honestly, they're fun like... which they are fun and i love that you're like oh they can be fun but also it's so canadian to be like be fun and good but be humble like don't be don't like <laughs> but that's a don't thing be with baseball yeah like as soon that's, as somebody gets like they're they're like we're the best team ever and i'm like you just jinxed it yeah now you're especially gonna like have with, a comeuppance especially because our team is so young um so like if they just get kind of swept away in the like we're the best baseball players of all time they're gonna lose focus because they they're just little babies and they don't know how to focus well, and well, they don't have marcus yeah. simeon i felt like marcus simeon last year was like oh, the old guy at 32 or whatever Mm -hmm. he is but he was the one who could sometimes be like okay also like let's all remember what we're doing because george springer is probably the old guy but he's in there like just like he's like i'm 22 again he's brand new though you can't ask that of like the total new sure but he's mapped i mean if you bring in someone like matt chapman and you're some 22 year old and a guy like that walks into your clubhouse like i don't know i would i would think you'd be like oh this guy is for real like like you he's the kind of guy that you show up to and you're like oh that's what he's doing before games that's when he's getting here that's how he's being like i could very much see him slipping it because not like marcus semen semen was there for all that long either you know what i mean yeah very true like he had a short stint made a huge impact in the time that he was there I could very much see Matt Chapman doing that I understand you feeling that way with Marcus Samian leaving and if they didn't trade for Matt Chapman I would understand that like okay does this lead a sort of void in that this young team needs specifically but I don't know I looked at the Matt Chapman trade and I was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) he throws like lightning like I swear he threw yesterday third to first and I was like that he's safe. The ball's not there yet. And it was like the ball. Had yes. Yeah. 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 You like see him get it second. and you're like, and I was like, oh. he's not going to make it. Yes. And then you see the replay and you're like, how, how, <laughs> how does that happen? Breathe in that lunch. Yes. Like it was yes. fine. Yeah. It was a, uh... Crazy, crazy point is i i don't i have a hard time matt chapman's not gonna have the season marcus samian did last year like last year was like a crazy season for marcus samian uh but in terms of role i see that as like a that's as good as you're gonna do if you're gonna lose a player like marcus samian to like bring in you know what i mean 
Yeah. No, I'm real high on the Blue Jays. I'm like jealous of the Blue Jays. Well, I was jealous of the Blue Jays last year. Like the Yankees won more games, but they weren't as fun. You know, there was no there was no team, I don't know, in the American League outside of like maybe the White Sox. I think the Blue Jays are probably the most fun team in the American League. Like the team that everyone or like the Padres, you know, like even everyone who's not a Padres fan is like, fuck yeah, Padres. Like you guys are great. You're like you're fun to watch. You're easy to root for. You're having a good time. You know, you you would that that experience of you, you know, I felt this way like two years ago. I remember when Luke Boyd came to the team and it was some player who like, you know, he was buried in St. Louis. He never got a shot. He was like 25 at that point. And then suddenly he's like excelling on the okay. biggest stage and he's having the time of his life. Cause like, this is, this is literally, you were watching these guys like achieve the pin like you're watching them live their dreams out you know what i mean and when you have a whole team that is doing that at the same time like that is why the 90s yankees were so enjoyable i think to watch as you had all of these like players who eventually you realize they're hall of famers but at the time they're just like these young kids who are having the time of their lives and they're like oh my god guys we can do this you know and that's a really fun experience to watch from a team and i feel like the blue jays are like in that sweet spot right now you know like this is exactly what you want to root for when it comes to the blue jays team but i love that you've all been snake bit so long you're like (laughs) afraid to believe until they really show it to you you want to believe so bad like oh it's it's hard to explain to a yankee fan what it's like being a anyone else <laughs> literally anyone else I, I remember talking to you about this in 2000 uh, i think eight or something like so around the time when like you just weren't you were so when they won the world series in 2009 when i is that what you're talking about uh no it was, was they didn't win in 2010 right no no they won in 2009 that was when right. I left so it, was 2000, it would have been 2010 so, and shortly thereafter yes. that that feeling of like you always ex- like not winning is unfamiliar. That's not how everyone else's lives work. <laughs> well, not having a winning season. See, here's the reality. The Yankees have only won one World Series in, what, 20-something years? You know what I mean? So I mean, 2009 and before that was 2000. I mean, truly once in 22 years, which like, look, would you as Blue Jays fans gladly take that? Absolutely. But when you are, no, but in terms of having the expectation that you're going to win a World Series, that while that is the implicit media expectation every year, I don't, like, Yankees fans do not actually expect, like, we know that we're not where we were say in 2009 where you're like, Oh yeah, we're the favorites. We know that we're not the favorites. We, you can, you can get your hopes up. We do have expect to have a winning team. We do expect to not have a below 500 team that we have certainly gotten accustomed to because they have done that every year for like, I don't know, three, five years or something. So that I agree is an expectation. Um, but I can't tell you I have the expectation to win the world series. The, I, I hope that a they whole are in the mix. Years. But... <laughs> a whole 20 years. And oh, I'm not saying that you should like, pity me but what i am saying is there (laughs) there is a difference between expecting a thing and hoping a thing and the line is not always necessarily well that is like the company line to say that we expect to win the world series every year like that that's what they say because that's their brand that doesn't necessarily mean that that's an internalized uh truth for all yankee fans i think maybe it were it was true in the early 2000s much more but I think the last like decade has kind of been like a, yeah. And also you're just like a baseball team and there are a lot of other good teams and like this ain't the nineties anymore, you know, and you got to get used to that. I think if anything like the Tampa Bay Rays have maybe sobered, like I honestly, I didn't necessarily expect AL East to kind of be 
a little dominated by the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, for sure. So, well done. Before we get into the AL East as a whole, sorry. we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in a minute. Okay. okay, so welcome back. So we were starting to talk about the competition in the AL East. Um, so let's start with the Tampa Bay Rays and then sort of move on over and we'll let Chris take over and do a little Yankee talk for a bit. <laughs> So he wants to talk about the, the Rays and I guess the Red Sox and the Orioles, but like, who cares? I'm really afraid of the Orioles. Yeah, I think we could probably just cut the Orioles from the conversation. I'm just grateful that there's at least one team like who's a pushover because four teams yeah. were all that is just they're just gonna beat up on each other all year. And I feel like we were gonna get to the Orioles series and you're like, oh my god, thank God we can have a break for a minute, you know? <laughs> I find yeah. Like, truly, is there another division in baseball that has that many teams that are that good who legitimately think, like, oh, yeah, we're a contender? Like, four yeah, like, out of five teams? I don't know if there's another division that that's true of. It kind yeah. of pisses me off. and it, I mean, I guess it always has, but it kind of pisses me off that the divisions feel so unbalanced. So it's like, unbalanced. Look yes. at the two, the two central divisions, and you're like, what a, what a joke. You, all of your teams. Yeah. <laughs> Even the White Sox. I mean, everyone talks about the White Sox being great, and they're really, really fun, and I love them. I love Louis Robert. He's he's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, and I just still think, like, oh, no, four of the teams in the AL East are better than the White Sox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, like, really, it's the Dodgers and then the AL East and then a mountain of crap underneath that and uh, maybe some like glimpses of like every once in a while sometimes you get a bit of a brilliance team or something but yeah yeah basically and it's a fluke because they're in a terrible division like you know any so i i feel like uh i feel like it's almost a foregone conclusion that four playoff teams are going to come out of the al east this year especially this year can that happen i mean like when you have that many good teams who beat up on each other like they don't have the advantages of someone being in I don't know, the AL West or your, or say the AL Central. Like you have teams that will not be as good that have a greater advantage to get to the playoffs just because right. they don't have to fade. Like their schedule is going to be so much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So I believe that ultimately if you're going to talk about talent wise and if you're going to talk about like maximize the amount of talent that you get in the playoffs which you ideally want you want the best teams there you know what mm-hmm. i mean then yes i agree that it should be four teams in the al and that might happen but i worry that everyone's just gonna be like barely over 500 against each other and you have all these truly great teams that just don't have a record that like reflects that because of the division and then you're dealing with like the mariners or something that you're like i know that my team is better than them yeah, and yet they're gonna go out there and like play the tanking Oakland A's, you know what I mean? And I'm just praying for that one Orioles series to try and make up ground on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, uh, I am, I'm afraid of all of the teams minus the Orioles in the, <laughs> um, uh, I'm afraid like the, the Red Sox are kind of scary. They got a really good lineup. Uh, they don't have much pitching, but they've got a really good lineup and they got a nice looking bullpen too, you know? Obviously, the Yankees are the Yankees, and there aren't many weaknesses. I guess the one thing probably Yankee fans would say is that like a four or five starter and maybe some holes in the bullpen. And I'm just so curious to know your take on Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and like how you as a Yankee fan feel about that. Um, and Kyle Higashioka being your number one catcher, it seems, until Rortvet is healthy and playing. It's not better. No. 
Um, and then uh, the Rays are the Rays, and they're always terrifying, and nobody has a good time going down to Tampa Bay to play so them. Not even Which is just irritating, because, like, Tampa Bay doesn't like them either. No! Like, no. the city of Tampa Bay doesn't like them, and yet they can't go anywhere else, apparently, or they can't split a season. And it's like, let's just make this more pleasant for everyone involved. Like, when no one wants to go to Tampa. No one wants to play in Tampa. Let's just cut Tampa out of this mess. Dissolve the team. Give like, the Blue Jays Wander Franco, and then we're all good. And then we're we all agree that it's a fine bid situation. Yeah. yeah, I love that you're like instead of moving to Montreal, you could just move one of your players to close to Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> eh? huh? Basically, right? the same thing. Every time the Tampa Bay Rays are good, I just think like, who is this for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like there are not there. I mean, maybe there is like, I don't know, 12 crazy people who have nothing to do with their lives. So like they have just, they're like, I don't know, they, they're transplants who are upset at wherever they came from and they're really into the rays, but like, I'm sorry. Like there are not that many people who live and die with the rays, the way that like you have an entire country behind like the blue Jays. You know what I mean? Like, I just think in, in the realm of like, global justice what does the most collective good like the blue jays being good does a lot of collective good for the world yeah rays being good it's so many it might be like the smallest amount of good that is done for any place for any team in baseball you know it's just so unfortunate it's like really you guys like even if the reds were good at least like there's a lot of the midwest that would care you know what i mean like the royals they made more people happy when they were good than the Rays did. Come on. Ever. Yep. It's yep. just a waste, you know? Yeah, it does. It does feel like a waste. And the fact that, again, like the American League East has four teams that are, are can be top-notch and can be playoff contention. And for the last few years, the top of them have been the Tampa Bay Rays. It's just like, okay, well, now we're embarrassed. Yes. Like, how can we not beat the, like, how can none of us, the Yankees, the Bull Sox, the Jays, how can none of us beat the Tampa Bay Rays? Like, oh, I hate Tampa Bay. I don't know if you guys have siblings, but like, if you have like a, I don't know, I imagine like a sibling that was like five years younger than you, like clearly a kid when you're a teenager. And if you went out to play basketball and you're like, I'm like twice the size of this little kid, like I'm going to wreck him. (laughs) And he just like becomes Steph Curry all of a sudden. You're like, how did (laughs) he beat by my 11 year old brother? What is happening? This isn't, I feel like the Rays are the annoying, like 11 year old brother who you're just like, are you just having the best day of your life? Or did you just secretly get really good at basketball while I wasn't paying attention. What's happening? I'm just so confused. The problem, the problem with the Rays too, is that they, they, I mean, they're either very good at, or just have this extraordinary string of luck with every trade they make. (laughs) That's true. Every time they pick up some terrible pitcher, you know, some like 32 year old journeyman, nothing pitcher with a career five ERA. He all of a sudden is like untouchable back end of the bullpen reliever throwing 98. You're like, how did you do that? How did you do that? What the hell? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up Tanner Rourke and all of a sudden Tanner Rourke is throwing gas out of their bullpen. It's like, makes no sense. Wasn't he the one who was that last year? Was that last year? He was so bad with the Blue Jays. So bad with the Blue Jays. But like, but didn't Tampa Bay just sign him? Like, aren't they going to use. My point is, like, he'll be all- <laughs> Max, like, shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying he'll be great for the Rays, like, because that's just yeah. the way that that goes. You know what I mean? They're the annoying team who does that. They've yeah. got, like, weird magic down they there. Do. But, yeah. Okay, Chris, what can what can you tell us about the Yankees this year? 
I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm just like cautious. <laughs> <laughs> because because there is a sense. Well, but here, th- this this is like one of the central conceits of being a Yankees fan. They always do it even when it doesn't make sense for them to do it like they're the team that every year you're just like they're the opposite of what happened to the blue jays last year like you guys had like the fourth best run differential in the majors and somehow just like underperformed that run differential to a degree that you're just like oh i guess it was just like a fluky one run game thing and it'll be better next year i don't know that's weird that shouldn't happen but every single year <laughs> the yankees have like a uh moderately good run differential and they'll have like a really good record like they will outperform it every time for some reason it, it'll be the kind of, well you know what there's a little bit of like the race thing that happens with the yankees like who is luke voigt and then he shows up to the yankees and you're like all right now he's looking just gonna lead the major leagues in home runs you know was a blue jay and he was yeah. so bad yeah. was given to the yankees for cash for yeah. cash like literally just like, like literally two hundred thousand dollars we don't want this player because he'll never be a major league player and then he's like coming up with big hits in the playoffs like dd gregorius was a nobody shortstop on the diamondbacks like who was barely holding on to a starting job and barely hitting over 230 and then he gets to the yankees and he's got like 35 home runs in a postseason hero. Like Raul Ibanez was in the tank and then he came to the Yankees. It was amazing. Carlos Beltran was washed and then showed up and was suddenly the best hitter on their team. Like weird. I mean, uh, the Rays are annoying, but I understand it happens all the time on the Yankees that there will just be some random person that they'll pick up. Like that's the thing like with, with Kyle Higashioka, like, God bless Kyle Higashioka. Like he's been with the, in the organization for 10 years as like a permanent backup catcher. He's like a hard worker. He works at pitching staff. Well, he's great at pitch framing, which I think is why they got the job, but like you're Kyle Higashioka, like what is happening? And they'll <laughs> give him the starting job this year and he'll hit like 30 home runs. You know, like, I don't, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how they do it. So every year I don't expect it because I'm not going to expect Kyle Higashioka to hit 30 home runs. And I'm not going to expect Isaiah kind of Falefa to like be a defense, like great defensive shortstop. But after you see that kind of thing happen enough and enough, while you don't expect it, you do stop being kind of surprised. You just kind of, yeah. Do, all right, well, I guess Kyle Higashioka is going to be like a, like he's not going to make the all-star team, but people have to talk about him. I did not see that coming. You know what I mean? But here Or like, are. let's wait. Yeah, let's wait and see no. who who is this year's standout player or something like well, that. Well, and like, look, and th- th- for the Yankees to be good, it's going to require like a lot of bounce backs from a lot of people. Like you're expecting Josh Donaldson to like look like he did when he was on the Blue Jays. Like, I don't think he's washed up, but he's not that player anymore. You know what I mean? But for the two up. years in the Yankees, if he had a resurgence and turned into <laughs> Carlos Beltran, earned himself one big contract and then was immediately awful for the rest of his career. Like I can totally believe that happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. if Isaiah kiner Falefa can hit for anything, if DJ LeMay, who is more like he was, you know, the two years prior to this, rather than when he was hurt last year, if Glaber Torres is like not a complete bust all of a sudden, like, th- but it's a lot of ifs, if judge stays healthy, if John Carlos Stan stays healthy, if uh Luis Severino comes back from not starting a game for two and a half years and suddenly comes back and looks like the Cy Young contender he was before he came sure could all of those things happen could Anthony Rizzo who's already hit two home runs and who's like left-handed swing is great for Yankee Stadium have a career resurgence in his 30s absolutely but like that's a you start going down the list like that's a lot lot. of things to line up you know and they're the Yankees so I've seen all of those things just line up weirdly enough times that I shouldn't be surprised but I don't I don't trust it you know what I mean I'm 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 very 
on edge where I'm like, all right, you guys were an imperfect team last year. You guys kind of got lucky playing above your head for a lot of it. You got incredible health from like your two best sluggers for the first time ever. And now you're not going to make that many changes and you're going to hope that that all goes well. You just get like, I don't know, a little luckier than with your hitting than you did last year. And you squeeze as much out of your pitching as you did last year. Like, could it happen? Yes. Have I seen it happen again and again? Yes. Do I trust it? Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I was looking forward to with the Yankees? Sorry, Kelly, but is one of my favorite podcasts is Effectively Wild. And co-host Meg Rowley talks about the Yankees all beef boy outfield. Yes. Like yes. Alternate, which is like an alternate universe outfield that they use sometimes, which they use in the second game. Yes. They were going to do Gallo that a lot more now. Yes. Joey, Joey Gallo and left judge and center and Stanton and right. And it's just yeah. like three of the biggest people you've ever seen. In it's actually the record. <laughs> it's the major league record for the tall, like if you like the tallest outfield and it is the longest distance that has ever existed in the major leagues, which is very, <laughs> very funny to me. So, Mac, you have to run away in a couple seconds. I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, before you go to talk a little bit about who, if you could tell a sort of baseball noob who to watch, pick one player in the whole league, ideally the Jays, (laughs) who do you want people to pay more attention to than they might otherwise be paying attention to? Well, that's a very tall task because I think think it's true – that uh, people should be paying attention to the, Jay- to the Blue Jays because they are good for baseball and they are a very fun team. And I think if you're new to baseball and you're like, hey, what's a really fun team that's going to like keep me entertained and right. it's going to play a really like aesthetically nice version of baseball? I think you look at the Blue Jays because we have uh, like a lineup that's so dynamic and, and interesting. And we're like, uh, you know, home runs are great. And we also have some good team speed for once. And uh, the Blue Jays also uh, hit to the opposite field. They do like, they really hit the ball all over the place and they make a lot of contact when they swing a lot and early, like they, they just, they play an offensive game. Um, The pitchers are all really different. So they're fun to watch. Like Ryu is really fun to watch. Like if you don't know much about pitching, Watching him is actually really fun because you can really see the break on his pitches. You can really see the way, like you can try and think along with him, which is really fun. Um, Barrios is really fun because you can watch his, like his slider moves really beautifully. And when he's on, he's like, he, he like, he is really, he's got a lot of command with his fastball. Uh, the bullpen is super fun for once the Blue Jays have like on paper, a really good bullpen, which we've never had in a long, long time. Um, and they're really fun outside of the Blue Jays. Everyone should just be watching Shohei Otani and Mike Trout all the time because they're like, I don't know. They're the best baseball players that we'll ever see in our lifetimes probably. And um, I love Luis Robert on the, on, on the White Sox. I think he, he's like, he's basically Mike Trout but just like younger. And so he'll like carry that torch. I think I also really like, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, who are my favorite baseball players who are not blue Jays current baseball players? It was like trout, Otani, Luis Robert. And there's somebody else that I had in mind and I've totally forgotten him now. But um, yeah, I think like Acuna and Tatis, like any of the young players who are you know out there making names for themselves that are like playing really exciting baseball those are the players that i think people should watch and would just like get a lot of uh get a lot of um 
enjoyment and entertainment out of watching baseball because baseball is boring. Baseball is objectively boring. I love it above everything else in my life, but it is boring. <laughs> so if you can find the players that make it not boring and like help, you know, spread the good word of baseball through those players, I think that's like totally worthwhile. And there are a lot of those really good, exciting players all around, mostly on the Blue Jays, but in other places too. Yes. Melissa, what if, if you could give us one final word on what you think is going to happen this season, what you're most excited about, what you may be worried about, what's what's your final word on the on predicting the 2022 Blue Jays and M- general MLB season? Um, I'm excited. I think people were worried it wasn't going to happen and it wasn't even a COVID thing, right? It was the, uh, the potential lockout. So I think that there's a lot of fans who are really excited that we do get baseball and we get an 162 season in baseball. So I'm excited for that enthusiasm and that excitement to kind of continue through and, and, you know, I mean, and to get more people involved, like, you know, Mac, yeah, like the blue Jays are amazingly fun to watch. They're stupid. They throw sunflower seeds at each other all the time. Like my heart breaks for the person who has to clean up a dugout after them. If they've had a good game, cause there's just shit everywhere, but it's so infectious. And, and it does, it makes you like excited to go back and, and, you know, those, uh, it makes you excited to go. So I, I just want this to be an enthusiastic year, everyone, players, people, the world, there's a lot other things that, that are going on and baseball can be so much fun. It's an afternoon at a ballpark. It's a beautiful, sunny day. You're having a drink, pop, popcorn, whatever you like to, to have at a ball game. I'm just really excited to have that all back and to be able to share that, you know, with like family and friends and, and to do that again. So it's like, obviously again, you know, Chris, you said it, I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it because I'm, I'm, I'm superstitious. I'm not going to do it, but I'm really excited to just like watch baseball all summer and then, and then maybe into the fall and like the blue Jays want to give me a wedding present. That'd be great. But like, also, you know, they can just make me happy and and that'll be good too. So (laughs) yeah. Um, Chris, I'm going to give you the final word. What would you like to send us off on for the 2022 season? I mean, just, there is so much, I know there's been so much like the last couple of years both with fans and with baseball in terms of like the game has changed a lot you know the last 10 years the game has changed a lot from the game that we all grew up with you know and there are you know pace of play and games being longer and having there be more strikeouts than hits now and just less balls put in play less defensive all of that and I know that that's like a larger conversation of how to fix all that but if you're the Blue Jays you are kind of the antidote to all of those things you know, like, like on any given day, if someone were to tune into any given baseball game, all of those issues that are like, should be addressed, I think in different ways is basically true. But if you want to minimize all of that and like go back to kind of like the good defensive play, uh, contact hitting, power hitting, like cohesive chemistry, like, I don't know. And like I said, that journey of just watching a group of people who've been trying to do this thing with their entire lives all do it together at the same time and live their dream like that's that's what people come to baseball for you know what i mean and when you're a fan of a team you can't always get that like the orioles will definitely not get this that this year you know what i mean uh i can't i would not necessarily recommend that and there are other teams that like you have things to be excited for but like i feel like the blue jays are kind of like the poster child for if you want to sell someone on baseball this is like the version of baseball that we all kind of fell in love with, you know what I mean? And to get to have a season of that again, like just enjoy it. Like 
I will not want the Blue Jays to win a single game that they play against the Yankees. And I will enjoy watching them play. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, like I, I cannot help but like them, even though I want them to lose every time they play my team. And it's very <laughs> strange to have a situation where both of those things, like when the Red Sox play the Yankees, I want them to lose every game and I despise them and I despise everything about them. It's very strange to have someone who's like legitimately good, who you're not like, oh, they're cute they're trying you know like they're they're fun but they're not going to go anywhere like no like you guys are we're gonna have to go through you to get anywhere and i'm even if we lose to you i don't know if we if we if the yankees lost to the blue jays in the postseason normally i'm like like fuck that team i can't root for them but if it was the blue jays i'd be like you know what hell yeah blue jays i would still watch the world series i would still root for you guys afterwards it's really weird to feel that about a rival but i very much feel that way about this blue jays team so like just enjoy the hell out of it you know well and on that i am going to say i'm really looking forward to uh 2022 world series champs the baltimore orioles (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for joining us guys and we will catch you next time bless you thank you guys bye y'all take care